Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about empowerment. We talk about practices and different ways to start to open up to fullness of self. This episode is beautiful and potent and deep and wild because it's in honor of the archetypal energy of Lilith. So Lilith is an energy that represents deep sexual awakening, fullness of our expression as women. Also, it's a great archetypal energy to help us to access, release, and heal deep rage um, and different parts of self that we've maybe kept repressed as well. So she's a potent one to work with and one of the dark goddesses, definitely one of the wild woman aspects. Uh, This was recorded live in our Facebook group. If you're ever interested in joining us live for these recordings, all you have to do is just do a search for Rewilding for Women within Facebook groups and you'll see us pop up and they happen weekly, roughly weekly, in the Facebook group. Super easy to get into. Um, Once you're in there, you'll figure it out. Just click on events and you'll see the next one coming up. Also, if you're not a member of our newsletter, we send out different things that we only send to our subscribers. So we send out invitations to the live recordings, but also just different little things. We send out astrology reports that we only send to our subscribers. Um, It's kind of our like beloved little community. So if you're interested in joining that, super easy to do that. Just go to rewildingforwomen.com and and join us. All right, that's enough of me talking. Enjoy this episode. It feels good. It feels almost like this is a new season of rewilding. So I love those fresh starting points. Feels like last week's episode, which was the sisterhood wounds. Ah! Um, We walked into the archetypal energies of, or the myth, and the archetypal energies of Medusa and Pallas Athena. And we kind of talked and sort of started to traverse our way into some of those sisterhood wounds or those woman-to-woman wounds. And that was beautiful. But it felt to me like it's another season of rewilding. Like we've just made it through this wild eclipse transition, transformation where everything kind of got chucked up in the air. Um, And now we've started a whole new phase of rewilding, a whole new phase of rewilding lives, a whole new way of being together in circle, a whole new way of doing this work together. Um, For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, I think you'll start to get a feel for it in this episode. So in rewilding episodes, which is what this is, right? It's our circle. It's our big main circle. We don't go into practices because it's not the space for going into practices. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in the energy of Lilith. At least that's my intention. That's my aim is to bring in the energy of Lilith in some way, give us something to feel into, um, have some good conversation about things. Who knows what the heck's going to happen? I have no idea. Um, Part of it is to just read the energy in the moment and follow it. And we're all co-creating this space together. So before I dive into things, I want to say thank you for being here um, and for co-creating the space together. It shifts everything. So just you here in this circle as 
this gets created live is shifting everything. So the energy that you're bringing actually creates is part of the creation of every episode of Rewilding. So I'm grateful for that. I am grateful for those of you who it's your first time here and grateful for those of you who are here every single live and grateful for those of you who pop in here randomly and there randomly whenever you can. I know it's during the day or it's at night or it's early morning for some of you. So I'm just grateful um, that you're here. And those listening later, um, I know we're here. So to me, before we dive into Lilith and we get into some of the wild bits of Lilith, some of the transformative abilities of Lilith, some of the healing potential of Lilith, before we get into all of those aspects, to me it's important that we kind of set the energy of our circle. So yeah, we might be on a video screen or you might be listening to a podcast later, but it's important that what we all do each individually is we shift the radio station, right? We're all just like walking barometers, especially as women. We are the most intuitive, open, switched on, energetically aligned, and ability to shift into any energy instruments walking around. And so this is my invitation to each one of us to shift our internal compass into big alignment into big openness, big connection, big Shakti. Um, So to shift into a space of sacred. And it doesn't take a whole lot to do that. It's intention. So it's really intention. So if you just take a couple of deep breaths, big deep belly breaths all the way to your base chakra, and then you allow that whole central channel to fill to open so central channel is just from the base of your spine all the way up through the crown of your head and you just allow that like that's your life channel like you allow the shakti to move and you allow the energy to move in your body and as we do that it's this we intentionally shift into sacred space right it's transcending video it's transcending audio i don't care where in the world you are at it's a shift into sacred space. It is a shift for all of us to step into circle, right? It is now, I am in circle. I am in sacred space. And I'm about to walk into very sacred spaces within myself, very deep realms, very sacred energies with other women who are here with me listening to this. So it's circle. Now we're in circle. And now we can go into Lilith. So I think before we do that, Let's do a really big ICU. So for those of you who haven't done the ICU before, it's hitting the heart button or hitting the like button. And it's kind of our way of saying the divinity in me sees the divinity in you. Or it's also a way of saying, I stepped into the sacred. So it's a way of saying like, I'm here, I'm present. I've stepped into this, I'm in circle with you, right? I am with you, I am energetically in circle with you and with these women who sit beside me in this circle. Um, I love the hearts. I think it's one of the most like beautiful things to witness and to just feel. And you can feel for yourself. Um, I have no idea why there are motorbikes. Apparently they wanted to get in on the Shakti love. It's like two, two dudes <laughs> on four-wheelers and little motorbikes. They wanted some Shakti love. Um, okay, so... So feeling in yourself how you feel now, right? That was not even a meditation really per se. It was a tiny shift in consciousness. It was 
an intention setting. So just taking a second to feel. And if you're on the live and you feel to leave a comment, one word about how you feel now, having stepped into sacred space, having stepped into circle. Just one word or feeling the hearts or feeling what it feels like to be in a space with women who hold most likely a similar intention to you, which is is awakening. Like, I don't think you would be here with me and with these other women if somewhere in you there wasn't this desire to awaken to more of your allness, to awaken to more of your fullness, to start to step into deeper connection or start to peel back the layers that don't belong. Um, I don't see any words. Oh, because my screen's not scrolling. That's why. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm frozen. Um, This is not good. Okay, maybe we're back. I'm trying to be patient. I think my scrolling really screwed up um, Facebook. Oh, I'm seeing the words now. Good, we're back online. Okay. Um, I love this. Heart warmed, held, held, held. Wow, what a good word. I feel centered and whole. Peace. Um, Yeah, enough, Julie. Hell yeah, sister. Like, if we could all feel like that all of the time, would that not be the most amazing thing? Held, centered, and feeling like I'm enough? Amen, woman enlivened, held, seen. Yeah. How good is this? We should just swim in this for a minute before I open the door of the dark goddess. Like, let's just swim in some love in a big love bubble. Um, And I think it is actually very important when we do start to work in dark goddess energy. Lilith is a dark goddess. And it's very important to find safe space to do that in. So before we even walk into this, do you feel how this feels? Now, this is is just us transcend. This is us online. This is us doing it on like a level one of like a level 10 that's possible of finding a safe space, right? Like, I do want to really drive that point home is that when we start to work When I say work, I'm talking about experientially open the doors to these places. I'm talking about not just reading about Lilith and going, wow, that's a nice myth. And I can understand that. It's about what does that open in you? What does that release in you? What does that transform in you? What does that awaken in you? So to me that's experientially working in these energies. That's what I'm talking about. Not like reading the book. Like you don't have to be in a safe, beautiful, protected space in order to read a myth about Lilith. That's just dumb. I'm talking about when you open up that door and you find out what's in there. I'm talking about deep diving into the psyche. Talking about what it takes to open and to step into our fullness. And with Lilith, part of that stepping into our fullness has to do with stepping into the fullness of our sexual expression, stepping into the fullness of what it means to be woman whole unto herself, stepping into the fullness of what it means to be woman in perfect equality to man, right? And what is the shit that sits in your system around those things? 
Lilith is insane. She's insane. She's a dark goddess. Dark goddesses, what does that mean? So for those of you who this might be your first time around the traps, even if it's not your first time, it's sometimes nice to just talk about the dark goddess and feel for a minute what is dark goddess. Dark goddess is a lot of things, but how I'm going to explain it here in this moment is it is the hidden realms of the feminine. It is the realms that have been repressed, that have been demonized, that have been pushed down. It is the parts of self that hold some of the emotions that we couldn't handle, whether it be this life, past lives, or our ancestors couldn't handle, right? It's, it's emotions, it's experiences that got locked away. It's the things that weren't acceptable when we were kids, right? It's the things that weren't acceptable in relationship to a man. It's those things. It's those deep, dark, hidden places. Part of the gift of the dark goddess is she's the antidote to those things. Antidote meaning she releases those things. She releases, she has the ability to get into the deepest, most hidden parts of ourselves and to open, hey, Kelly, can you go and beat the shit out of that dude? Um, That's Matt. You know Matt. You met him yesterday. Oh, good, he's leaving. (laughs) I think he hurt me. Um... Okay, it's kind of beautiful, actually. Like, I have to hand it to him. He came on a four-wheeler to pick up his son from daycare. So my mom's a daycare woman, and he came in his four-wheeler with his other son to pick up his other son on a four-wheeler. So they're doing nothing wrong. (laughs) I'm just fired up and feisty. Um, It's actually really beautiful to see him and his, like, two sons, like, out of the driveway. (laughs) Just not during my live stream. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, Lilith holds rage. (laughs) I think you can see that. Lilith holds fire. Lilith holds fierceness. Lilith holds mm, collective, collective rage. So, when we start to open this door, oftentimes women will start to experience an overwhelming amount of emotion. It is like it's going to destroy you. So who here has experienced that? Right? I would love to hear that just because I think it's important for other women who've maybe not gone there yet to understand how this feels and how that is so insanely perfectly normal. Because what Lilith does is Lilith opens the door to something far beyond your personal experiences in this life. That is Lilith's gift. Lilith is one of those archetypal energies. When you open to her, when you start to open to these parts of self, you open to what you are holding collectively around rage at the masculine for making you subservient for fucking years upon years upon years upon years, right? What is the myth? What is the myth of Lilith? Lilith was Adam's first wife. Lilith and Adam were created out of the same dust. They came in. Lilith goes, I was created out of the same dust. I'm equal to you. You and me were made of the same thing. Adam was like masculine energy 
is more useful, it is more important, it is better than feminine energy. Therefore, I rule you. Therefore, you are subservient to me. Therefore, you should listen to me, right? Lilith, in first stage Lilith, she's married to him. They're an archetypal couple. Now, feel into your own life. So this is wild how Lilith myth relates to so many women's lives or portions or there's remnants. I don't think there's a single woman on this planet who doesn't relate to some aspects of the Lilith myth. So in her first stage, she's in love with this man. She's in love with him. And she wants to be in this relationship to him. She's wanting equality. She's not getting it. So she's in a place of, I need to make this work. I need to make this relationship work. How do I make this work? And so in that, what's happening is she's losing parts of herself. How does that feel? That sucks. That sucks, and I think a lot of us can relate to that. So in that first stage, she's losing parts of herself. She's allowing parts of herself that aren't accepted by Adam, by the masculine. So she's allowing these parts of herself to go dormant, right? Because he doesn't like them, right? They're not acceptable to him. Primarily her wildness, How many of us can relate to our wildness, the way that we change our mind, the way that our feminine flows with the wind, the way that our emotions come in and out, how goddamn intuitive we are and perceptive we are, and then we're told that we're crazy for it. This is Lilith. This is Lilith. I mean, it's the feminine overall, but this is Lilith. Um, So here, Bonnie, been there my whole first marriage, right? Um, Every relationship so far, right? I've... Yeah, there's more comments. I'm not going to read all of them. But so it's Lilith to me isn't also isn't just about being in a relationship with a man. It's our relationship to the masculine as a whole, right? Our relationship to the masculine energy as a whole. So even if we grew up where the masculine was valued higher than the feminine, we, we put some of the feminine traits below the masculine traits. So it's not just about my relationship to a man per se. It's my relationship to the masculine, to, you could say patriarchy, you could say to kind of common culture because we are in a masculine dominated culture. Um, so it's all of those things. And in first stage, it's what did I allow to go dormant? What do you allow to go dormant when you go into corporate? So for those of you who work in corporate, I worked in corporate for a long time. There were a lot of aspects of my feminine that are not acceptable in corporate, namely my emotions or my intuitive gut feel or the changing of my mind, right? Because it's based on, well, the whole world just changed. Of course my mind changes. Like 30 things just happened in 30 seconds. The whole of the world has changed. I now have a different opinion on what we should do. But you don't see that. Because the masculine, you're not wired to perceive that much information that quickly and on those levels that are not of the five senses and are not registered in left brain logical, right? That's the feminine, and that's the feminine that we repressed. 
and we push down, we hid dormant. So I talk about these in stages or different levels of expression when we talk about shakti or parts of self. So dormant, first stage, repressed, the parts that aren't acceptable or as a child. When did you not get love? So when you were acting out, when did you not get love? Versus when did you get love? Um, and so we even start this as little children. What gave us love and what didn't give us love? So we already started to repress certain things and make certain things dormant. Um, so for some of you, I'm sorry if like you're on the live and things are bouncing in and out. It's stormy here and Wi-Fi is just going to do whatever the hell it does. So if it cuts out, we're recording it on audio and it will be up and it will be working <laughs> at some point, somewhere. Um, okay, so what happens in the Lilith myth? Like, let's go back to this. And I'm going to encourage you to feel through this whole thing. What pops up for you? What arises for you? It might be worthwhile to journal or to make notes or to leave comments in here if you're here on the live around what arises for you as we start to talk about this and feel into these things. That's first stage Lilith. What happens? Lilith snaps. She snaps. She goes, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And she leaves. And she's out. She's, she wants to fully express herself. She wants to be able to fully express all the parts of herself. And she wants equality. She wants equality. She leaves. It's beautiful. What happens is, and there's different myths and there's different ways of telling the story, and there's, you'll read lots of different variations of it, but basically what happens is masculine goes to get her back variety of times goes to get her back like no you you are here your role is to serve me your role is to serve me your role is to be here she's like no 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 i'm i'm good i'm good she opens up stage 2 so think about this in our lives and you can see this maybe in your own life or you can see this maybe in the lives of friends or other women that you know it's once you break free, it's like an unleashing of the beast, right? So it's, I've been repressed and dormant and controlled. Oftentimes we use that word. I've been controlled. I've lost parts of myself for so long. And then stage two comes out and it is the wild woman is on a rampage, right? So in today's society, it's, I'm going out. I'm getting wild. I'm sleeping with lots of men. I'm getting drunk. I'm just going to be wild. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to buy whatever I want. I'm going to shop. I'm going to do anything I feel like doing, right? That's stage two of Lilith. That's stage two. And that's her unleashing. So in the myth, how Lilith in the myth unleashes little bit more disastrous than how like modern day woman typically unleashes because Lilith really goes for it. So Lilith is stealing men's sexuality. So this is part of the beauty of working with Lilith. Now this is where it gets wild. Lilith in this, in her energy is held, hmm, aspects of woman's sexuality that are not acceptable in, in most societies. Aspects of woman's sexuality that men fear, 
that society fears, the power that's held in women's sexuality, the power of the beauty of a woman, the power of the sexual allure, right? You think about the snake. That was, that was all part of this demonization of women. So all of that is held in Lilith as well. All of that is held in Lilith. Now, how, how, how open are we to our sexual energy? Are we still in that dormant good girl phase? Have we unleashed the beast? So when Lilith unleashes the beast sexually, right, she's in stage two. She's distorted, by the way. That's the second stage. Just from terminology that we use in rewilding to keep it simple, one is dormant, two is distorted. So now she's in this stage of she's raging. She is derubbling. Right, it is coming out. So she has opened up Pandora's box to the sheer amount of hidden stuff, right? And it is not pretty. And this is what happens for us when we open these doors. It's not fucking pretty. There's a lot of women who will never open these doors, who will go through the whole of their lives never opening the door to Lilith, to Hecate, to Kali, to Medusa, to Persephone, to any of these big, beautiful, hidden energies. Because on the top, when you first open it, is the stuff that doesn't feel nice. It's rage, it's grief, it's pain, it's psychoticness almost, right? It's that wild woman stuff. And that's what it, like you open it up and on top is the rubble. It's just, there's the line of Shakti. Dormant means that line is shut down, held tight, nothing's getting out. You open the line, whooshka, right? It's coming out. And what's coming out is all the shit on top. It's the rubble that's in the line. So the rubble that's in the line are things from this life, things from past lives, things from ancestral lines, um, things from the collective that we've absorbed. So all of that starts to come out. And this, when I said at the beginning, who here can relate to opening up the door and it feeling overwhelming, like, oh my God, this is going to take me out. This is so much that I don't know what to do with this. Well, you're going to be fine. You'll be, we, you will be, we get through it. Um, but it's, it's necessary in the awakening. It's necessary in the opening up of that line. It is fully necessary to clean that line out in order to come to the third stage of Lilith, which is the divinized Lilith. So now, this is why we do this work. Because up to this point, you might be thinking, why the hell would I do this? Like, I think I'm just going to read the book about Lilith and call it a freaking day. Because that sounds way better than the actual embodiment and the opening up of it and the opening up of Pandora's box in myself and it being overwhelming as shit. Sabrina, I'm not, I'm not really interested. Fair enough. Like, you don't have, like, this is not something for everybody. But the gift of doing it is that you come to a place where your Shakti is available, your juice is available, your fire, your passion, your sexuality, your creativity, it's all available. It's open, right? This is different living. This is open living. This is healthy living. This is, this is stepping into the fullness of woman, right? I can walk with my sexuality 
open. I can be open to my full creative potential. I can be open to my passions. This is part of soul alignment is coming into an open place with these deep, dark places within. Um, so third stage, the divinization, right? So it's dormant, then it's distorted, then it's the divinization. So the divinization of Lilith, Lilith comes out of, by the way, in her dormant or in her distorted stage, I didn't say this part, she steals men's sexuality. She goes to that degree of rage and that degree of I will get you back. Um, and she's stealing men's sexuality, right? Femme fatale. So you can feel that. You can feel that fear in our society. You, can, you might feel it in yourself of that woman who is that manipulative, that controlling, right? Like that tricky. It's not like overboard controlling. It's under sneakily feminine hidden controlling, right? You can feel that. You've probably seen it in women who use their sexuality to get what they want. And it's not from a high place. It's from a controlling, distorted, nasty place. Like this is ickiness of women, ickiness of women. We, we talk a lot about ickiness of men and sexuality, but here's ickiness of woman and sexuality. It's this misuse of power. It's misuse of our beauty. It's misuse of sexual energy. It's, mis it's alluring. It's the temptress in a yucky way, right? I'm, I'm tempting you. I'm going to lure you in and make you think like I'm going to give you something. I'm never going to give it to you. I just want free shit from you right? Or I want this from you, or I want to feel this from you, or I just want you to give me attention because that makes me feel good and because I can, right? Do you feel like, um, um, so sorry, I'm just seeing comments have lost the video. I know. I don't know. Wi-Fi is horrible and I'm sorry. So stage two, moving to stage three is the rage is gone. The rubble's gone. The distortions are gone. The misuse of power is gone. And what she comes into is fully empowered, fully open, but fully connected to the divine. Fully connected to heart, healthy heart, not distorted heart, healthy, right? So it's the divinization of that line. And to divinize Lilith energy is not an easy feat. It is not an easy feat at all. Lilith is going to be one of the most challenging archetypal energies you will ever work with. She's not easy and she comes when she comes and you don't get to bullshit that you've been in her. So you don't get to say like, yeah, I read the Lilith myth, totally get it, I'm fine on that, bullshit. I'm gonna call bullshit on that all day long. She is a hard energy to get into. Why? Because it sucks to see when we are the ones who are nasty. It sucks to see when we are the ones misusing the power. It is so much easier to be the ones who have been hurt or who have been wounded or who have been betrayed, right? It's also so much easier to fall into phase two of Lilith and just stay there for the rest of our pretty little lives, right? Like I'm pissed. Men are dickheads. Men are assholes. I posted something on our Facebook page last week and it was one man's perspective on 
um, why there are no good men in the world, right? There's this question that so many women ask, where have all the good men gone? Where are all the good men? And it's one dude's perspective, and I posted it, because I knew that it was going to probably ruffle a few feathers, and I thought it would just be interesting. I didn't know it was going to ruffle that many feathers, right? I didn't know I was going to piss that many people off. And what I felt in that was the amount of women sitting in phase two of Lilith, pissed off, right? I am a feminist, hear me fucking roar. And it's not that I am now demanding equality. It's that I'm demanding to be on top. And that's bullshit. That is bullshit. I am watching us as a society here in the States, especially here in the States, emasculate the shit out of men. And it is disgusting. I am watching Lilith run rampant in her distorted phase two. I've reclaimed my power and now I'm just out fucking demons having babies. That's part of the myth. I am, I am out of control and I'm hating the masculine and it's okay. It's okay because you know what? You treated me like shit for so long. So it's okay. I deserve to be like this. What? Are you kidding me? This is like swinging the pendulum from crappy masculine overpowering society to crappy feminine overpowering society. Please, can we not do that? Please, I don't want to do that. I don't, please, let's not do that. Let's get to third stage, divinize Lilith where we're moving the pendulum, but we're coming to freaking equality. That's divinized Lilith. That's divinized Lilith. Not Lilith sitting in pissed off, vengeful, rageful, I'm angry at men, I hate men, men are stupid. How many times do you sit in conversations and talk about how dumb men are? It's terrible. It's terrible. So, I think it's beautiful that We've moved out of phase one, Lilith, as a culture in America. I know that there are some cultures around this world that are still collectively in phase one of Lilith, right? And, and that sucks. That hurts. That phase hurts. I know we're all in very different places, no matter where we're living. So I'm totally honoring every phase that we're in. There was a comment left in the Rewilding main Facebook group in regards to this particular episode. And it was, <laughs> she actually said it sarcastically. And the way that she said the comment was, well, thank God I've moved out of phase one and I'm in phase two. And I wrote back to her and I said, hell yes, sister. Thank God you have moved into phase two. And then I wrote, and thank God you are finding safe, beautiful, supportive, deep spaces to get the rage out, to do the de-rubbling, to release it, and you're moving into phase three, right? You feel phase three, you have an aim to get to phase three, you know it's there, you might not be there yet, but you can feel it, and you're doing what it takes to get to phase three, right? You're doing what it takes to get to a place where it's fully owned. You are fully woman, whole, unto self. Your sexuality is open. It's healed. There isn't rage. There isn't the grief that comes along with it. There aren't the power plays or the manipulation games that you're playing. Something else that comes with Lilith, and I just want to say this because it seems like the way I'm talking is, is only about 
those of us who express phase two in an outward way. Here's the part that also really sucks, is a lot of times we express phase two and we direct it at ourselves. So we don't actually start screaming at the men. We don't start raging. We don't turn into that feminist roaring woman who's demonstrating down the street, which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and it's very useful. But what happens in phase two is we, we direct it. It gets, it gets pointed at us. And we blame self. So phase two, right, it's, it's, it's open. So we've, we've left the repressed dormant state and we've opened it. But now it's like the wild like rage and distortion is actually like pointed at us and it's eating us. It's shame-filled, right? There's shame in it, and it feels bad. It's like literally us eating ourselves, right? We don't know what to do with the rage. We don't know how to get the grief out. And so what it does is it implodes on us, and we end up having all sorts of physical symptoms, all sorts of really not cool things happen. We're totally disempowered. Um, We're blaming self. We're right? And I know some of you can relate to that. I know some of you can relate to like the outward like projecting and raging at, but I know that some of you can also relate to the self-hatred and the loathing and the shame and all of that inwardly pointed. So when we find spaces and we get into spaces where we can safely, beautifully allow that right? Allow that out, that, that rage that's been there, that anger, that grief, that shame, that fear, all of those things, when we find a space and we can release it, when we can just safely, beautifully release it in, in workshop spaces, right? Like primal therapy is beautiful for this. Workshops like rewilding, archetypal stuff like embodiment of it, um, where you can get physical. This is about getting physical. Um, and so when you can get it out and then you come into this place of freedom, liberation, freedom from the binds, freedom from the unconscious stuff that we do to sabotage when we're in phase two or when we're in phase one. Freedom from the hidden. So these hidden things, Teresa of Avila, I love how she talks about reptiles. She calls them reptiles in my inner castle. Um, And so these reptiles, they're just these unconscious hidden parts of self that once we're here, they no longer run the show. They're no longer sabotaging sex. They're no longer sabotaging good relationships. They're no longer there doing their wild, unconscious things in our lives. I think the thunder agrees. Um, It's so weird to have such spotty connection, and I'm sorry that it cuts out, and then it comes back in, and then it cuts back out. Um... I'm just feeling into if there's anything else to talk about. Can I share something personal? Um, Something really personal around this for me is it hurts to see 
so many, so many women not, not have gotten through this stuff. Like, it hurts that this isn't more readily available in our world. It hurts that there aren't more spaces where we can do this. It hurts that we weren't told about these hidden places within, right? It hurts. It hurts me that on my personal path, I didn't start to get to these places until I was in my 30s, maybe late 20s, no, 30s. I didn't get to the deep stuff until I was in my 30s, like didn't get to any of that deep stuff. It hurts that there isn't more of this and that we spend so much time on this level, this mental level, the mental realm of it, when, when we can get into the depths of things, all of this up here changes, right? So the, the mental realm shifts, the physical things in our world shift, our relationships shift, our sex changes, our orgasms change. Like, we don't need to have shots in our vaginas to have orgasms. We don't need to do this surface level stuff. Like, we gotta get here. We gotta get here to the guts of it, to the roots of it. And then everything up here changes. The way you think changes, the way you love changes, the way you relate to a person changes. Everything changes, but it's getting here in the depths and it hurts me to see people talking about like uh, yeah just the surface level stuff that we we don't know there's so much more here we don't know there's so much more here and that's probably the biggest thing that I want to share about Lilith is she's not here she's not here she's here she is here and she will take you to your deepest, darkest, most hidden places. And in that, she'll change your life. She'll transform your sexuality. She will open up your yoni, your womb. She will physically heal your body. That's what's on offer when we work at these levels. It's the whole of everything shifts. The way you walk will change because your hips won't be holding on to the rage that you have at the masculine, right? It's just gone. It's gone. Um, that's the biggest thing that I want to share about Lilith is it's get in there. Get in there. Find what calls to you. Find what sings to you. Find what teacher, what workshop, what space, what woman's circle, what what whatever, what practice, what goddess, what, I don't care what it is, right? Find it. It will show up. It will show up. And you just got to feel and trust and move. And that's it. The breadcrumb trail. I'm always saying the breadcrumb trail, like just feel it and you'll know what's calling. You'll know what space is calling or what whatever is calling and trust it, follow it, go. I know I said there's not a lot out there, but it's there. And so if we just hold the intention to find it, it finds us. It shows up, and it's, it's, it's there. Um, all right. <sighs> I'm grateful that we get to do this. 
I'm grateful that we get to do this. We get to talk about Lilith. We get to explore these spaces. We get we get to talk about this, right? The thing that hurt me the most is to not know about this and it to not be in the world. And we get to do this. And I don't even have to be burnt at the stake, mostly. Sometimes I get burnt a little bit, but not really to the point of death. So that's all right. Um, okay. I was thinking about maybe opening it up to questions. Let's do it. Why not? Um, Let's do questions. If anybody, hips hold a lot of emotions. Shakti, I'm so with you, sister. That psoas muscle, have you ever worked with that thing? Holy son of a gun. That is a magical place to get to. Um, that's part of the hips, right? When you get into that guy, that, I think they call, some, some traditions call it the spiritual muscle. Yeah, that's a good one. But also, I'm with you. Um, uh, uh, Shanti, where can I find more information around Lilith research stories? My best, um, probably resource on Lilith, I would say, would be Demetra George's Dark Goddess Asteroids or something like that. Dark, if anybody knows which book I'm talking about, um, if you could just type it into the comments, but it's Demetra George, and if you just look up which book of hers has Lilith in it, um, I resonate really, really strongly with that. But again, that's just a book. Um, I don't have anything experientially that I can recommend around Lilith or um, some of the experiential astrology stuff is really good to get into those places. Like I said, primal therapy is really good. Things that are deep. Breath work is really good. Rewilding workshops are really good. The retreat that we're doing in October, um, that's going to go into those plates. We're going to work. That's what retreats are. It's that level. Um, let's see. I want to just see if there's any other questions. Um... That's the only question I see. How do we communicate with women in phase two when we are starting to feel phase three? Well, my first question, Martina, is um, are you called... Um, hold on a second. It's hard to feel into questions when I don't know enough um, around it. So communicating to women in phase two, I suppose my question is how are you trying to... What are you trying to communicate to them? So are you trying to communicate to them in a place of, hey, there's a better way to do this or there's a different place to be? Um, and then I would always ask is always feeling into... This is just something I do. I always feel into what am I called to do in this situation? Because even though I facilitate this work, right, I... I, I'm here, right? I'm sharing all of this with you. I facilitate those things and facilitate a woman moving into phase three, even though that is my work in the world and my passion and I am dedicated to it, doesn't always mean that I'm meant to help that person who's standing next to me. So I always am feeling into, are they asking is their energy system, is their shakti, is their soul asking me to help them into phase three, right? Because I may not be a part of their journey towards that. So that's always first and foremost, and it's us not placing where we're at onto somebody else or us pushing somebody into some other. I always ask that question. So even though like I have this ability to do that and I, I like my family, right? Or friends who I just love and they're in phase two and they're just like, 
we have to feel into, are they in a place of where their soul is asking to grow through it? Because we don't get to chuck it down their throats, right? We have got to honor their soul path, and we've got to honor and wait for them to put their hand up. And when they put their hand up, then we can offer. But until that hand goes up, it's like talking to a brick wall, and we're actually putting our agenda onto someone. And I'm not saying that you're doing that. Um, I'm just kind of sharing that as something to feel into into for everyone. Holly, thank you, sister. Mysteries of the Dark Moon, the healing power of the Dark Goddess. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Dark Goddess expresses herself through a dragon. Hell yeah, Elizabeth. There are so many women in rewilding who the Dark Goddess expresses as a dragon to them. Absolutely. So snake is a powerful one, and dragon is an extraordinarily powerful one for Dark Goddess to express through you. Meditate with the dragon, feel into the dragon, breathe the dragon. Um, there's a gorgeous woman on here who she does almost like breath of the dragon, breathes with the dragon, right? How can I serve the dark goddess? That's where she's at. She's at that stage of, of um, her development is serving the divine feminine in that way. But awesome. I'm so glad that you shared that. That's great for all of us. Um, yoga has definitely been helping me relax my psoas muscle. Anika, thank you for sharing that. I'm so with you stretching that. Um, and going body-based into things is another really powerful door. So it doesn't always have to be archetypally to get into some of these things that Lilith holds for us. You can also go in body-based ways. Um, and that's what we do. It's part of what we do in rewilding is lots of different doorways in. It's not just through an archetype, but sometimes it's body-based. So um, Anika, that was awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, I'm seeing lots of things about yoga. Sometimes I feel this rage, but nowhere to go. Um, Amy, awesome. Find safe space, sister. Find safe space. Find a way to get it out. Find a way to move it out. Find a way to feel it and let it flow, right? Um, I know that we've got mystery school together, so when you're in circle, right, that is a space to let rip. But also, how can you um, create that space of your own? So where can you go? Can you have a time in your house where you're alone and you've got pillows, right? And you can listen to um, Kelly Paracoy. Yes. Emotional... Cleansing. cleansing. I get it wrong every single time. Um, emotional cleansing. Paracoy. It is an awesome soundtrack. I know I talk about it all the time for those of you who've been in rewilding, but she goes through the different emotions and anger is one of them. So she's got soundtracks dedicated to those things. So if you need help to access those points, but Amy, it sounds like you don't need help to access them. It's just, you feel it. So sister, for me, it's when you feel it, if you can immediately find a space to get it out, right? Get physical. You are a mover and a shaker. Move your body, right? Rage it out. Roar it out. Sound is a huge release. Movement is a huge release. Pillows, right? Pillows, boxing, um, all of those types of things. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt another person, right? That's why it's so important, like I said at the start of this, is find safe space. And sometimes we need to be held. So safe, held space. And oftentimes when you can be held, you can go further because somebody's got the anchor point, right? That's why we do workshops. That's why we do one-on-one -on -one things with people. Somebody's here and they've got the anchor point. It allows you to go further, right? So then they can just grab you and pull you back like, hey, I gotcha, right? They also set up a safe protective space around you. 
And that's a big part of it is the wit is part of the witness is to hold this safe space. I have one foot in with you, right? I'm there. Part of what I do is I keep you there, right? To help you stay in places that sometimes get uncomfortable. But I've got one foot outside of that. That's a, that's a good practitioner. That's a good facilitator. So if you're feeling into facilitators or practitioners, you want to make sure that they can have one foot in so they're not just like, yeah, okay, whatever, do your, do your freaking thing. I don't really care. Meh. Right? One foot in because they're with you. Right? They're, but they're still holding the anchor point. They're out here. So you're safe to go in. They're going to get you out. Not, I mean, you'll mostly be able to get yourself out, but we can go further when there's an anchor point. Oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, I like the question about, about phase three. looks like between a man and the woman. Oh, I didn't see that question. Um, as well as one on how to talk with women who are in the phase two. Okay, so... Um, okay, let's let's answer this question. What's the divinity? Um, because that was just Sarah. Sarah, I love that. But you pointed me back in the right direction. Um, but you're just saying you like the question, so I'm trying to find what the questions actually were. Um, what's the divinity of Lilith like? Okay, this is how we'll end this. So we'll end it on this question. Feel, feel into. So breathe your body. So let's just breathe our bodies for a minute. Breathe your body. Divinize Lilith. The fullness of your sexuality is open. The fullness. All of it. There is no shame in your sexuality. There's no pain. There's no grief. There's no rage. The fullness of it is open. You're able to access the fullness of it. Not just the pleasurable sides of your sexuality, but the potency, the creativity of your sexuality, the life force that is your sexuality, the youthful rejuvenation that is your sexual energy, also your link to sacred within your sexuality. That's part of Lilith, phase three. The other part of Lilith, phase three, is I'm whole unto myself. I'm whole unto myself, but I can be in relation to other. I don't need to be in relation to other, but I can be. So I can choose to be in relation to other, or I can choose to be whole unto myself. So it's total freedom here. I'm not in relationship because I need to be, because I need someone to fill these parts of myself that aren't there. I choose to be. So there's a freedom here. There's a liberation here in this level of Lilith. The other thing is Lilith third stage has strong, clean, healthy boundaries, right? Strong, clean, healthy boundaries. That's a big part of the dark goddess is strong, healthy boundaries. You're not going to repress me and you're not going to distort my energy. So regardless of these external influences, I'm staying in this divinity of it. I have very strong boundaries, very strong boundaries. This is me, whole unto myself, right? Um, I think we should end with that. <laughs> that was a beautiful question um, to end with, Carrie. And I just want to share with all of you that I'm so grateful 
to co-create this space with you. Again, you being here shifts how this goes and just that we get to ask questions and answer questions and it's kind of that flowing way of doing things. So I've loved this. I've loved exploring Lilith with you. For those of you in Inner Circle, we will be doing a Lilith-focused month. Um, For those of you who maybe have a calling to do this work, in an online fashion where it's the rewilding practices and the ways of getting into these places. Um, Inner Circle will open up again, probably October-ish. We're just redoing a lot of things in rewilding, which is exciting, Uh, but we'll open it back up in October. Probably wait to do Lilith in October, I think, is kind of my feel. Can't promise anything. Um, because when you're sort of just trusting the energy and flowing with it, you don't really know what's going to happen. So just huge love to all of you for being here and uh, huge gratitude for for what we get to do in this world. Like We get to talk about the dark goddess. We get to live in a space and in a time where most of us, still not even all of us, um, can explore these parts of self and start to open up to the fullness and can divinize some of these wilder aspects of self. So, all right, huge love to you, and I shall see you hopefully next week on the live. All right, take care.